You're listening to Change the World, the podcast for Jewish nonprofit leaders. I'm your host, Sivya Kohn. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I always say I'm excited about my guest, and I always mean it. But today, I am really excited because just by coincidence, I stumbled on a post on LinkedIn from somebody named Jack Bernstein, who is the founder of Current, and is going to tell us all about that. But I got really, really excited about this post, and that's what today's conversation is going to be about. So, Jack, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So before we get into the spoken about post and find out what that's all about, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, your business. Okay. So as you said earlier, I'm Jack Bernstein. I started selling plumbing supplies when I was 20 years old. I got into this business. My father was in the plumbing. He worked at another business doing the same kind of thing. And he's been doing that for 30 years. When I turned 20 years old, he hooked me up with a couple of his suppliers, a couple of people that knew the industry, and he helped me out with just product knowledge and how to sell and what customers want to see and feel and whatnot. And I started selling online. About seven years ago or so, I decided that I don't really love the online selling so much. I like it. It was good. It was a good business, but I didn't feel like I was connecting to people. It was very when you're selling online, it's like you're selling one product and then the next day they're buying it somewhere else. They're always just looking for price. There wasn't any connection. There was no real future in terms of like developing just an audience and a, and a connection and, and, a, and, a, and a crowd that would be buying from us. So we decided to open up the showroom to kind of work in conjunction with the website. And it's been my passion since I, I started really up until then. We were like really small business and we were only two, three people, depending on when. And once we opened up the showroom, it started really growing into what it is right now and really just about creating a luxury, great experience for our customers selling plumbing and hardware, but really taking care of making sure that they have everything that they need and uh, huge selections and, and unique products, but and just amazing service where there's a real connection where we're really building on those connections. I have to say, I have seen your brand, I've seen your advertising and it's top tier. Like really, really, really nice. So kudos to that. So anyone who has listened to my podcast at this point is probably wondering why I am speaking to someone who has a plumbing and hardware business. So let's fill them in. I was scrolling on LinkedIn one day and I see this post, Jack Bernstein, not connected yet. And it, the headline was how I raised $200,000 for our place without bothering my friends and family. So I'm like, okay, I am intrigued. So I clicked read more and I see that Jack hosted an event for this organization that I had not heard of in his store. Right away, I got excited because anyone who reads my posts on LinkedIn knows that I think that it's a huge missed opportunity for businesses to work more with nonprofits in a mutually beneficial way. So I got really excited, as did a lot of other people. There were over 50 comments on that um, post I just checked today. And that's that's pretty high engagement for LinkedIn. So obviously, I'm not the only one who thought this was awesome. So can you tell me about this event and the nonprofit and how that all came to be? So interestingly enough, the way I got introduced to this nonprofit was through another business that used this same similar idea to promote their own business. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. So I got invited to an event a little over a year ago by a company, like a VC company that a uh, venture capital fund that I invested with. And they invited me to one of these events a year ago in Flatbush. And 
what they have done, the, the venture capital is called Teferis, and they, their like mission is to invest in startups and technology and AI, but their like mission, their statement is to give back. So their, their whole concept is the money that they're part of the proceeds that they're making, they're giving back to charity and the different organizations. So one of the ways they do that is by being a sponsor for the Our Place events. And what they do is they're, they're giving $180,000 and they can then come to all the Our Place events and they present for like 60 seconds. And they also have the ability to, to bring some guests if there is empty seats and, and those guests don't have to pay the entrance fee because the way the Our Place dinner works is that each uh, person pays $1,800 just to get into, into the door. So I know I spoke to them and they told me that they have had huge success just by being a corporate sponsor. And yes, it cost them $180,000, but they raised millions of dollars from them fund just from, from being able to be in the room with these different you know, affluent individuals in these different dinners. So that was a huge success for them. In this case, it actually, they, he invited me to come to one of their dinners. I had no idea what it was. I was like, okay, fine. It's a dinner, I'll go. And when I got there, you know, the food was amazing. Everything was great. It was all good stuff. But then they brought in one of their, our place brought in one of their alumni, one of the people that went through the program, went out and started talking. And this kid, or at this point, he's not really a kid anymore, is, isn't a professional presenter or anything like that. It's just literally reading through his, his notes and whatnot, like his story. And anybody in the room that was there, it's like impossible not to get connected to the organization from that. It's like you hear what he went through, the, the pain, the, the nowhere to go, like the, the, just the suffering and, and, and all that. And you just, you know, kind of feel like all the privilege that, that I do have and, and, and whatnot. And you, you like have to help, right? So what anyway, our once, what, do, what do they do? Oh, sorry. So our place is an organization that helps uh, kids, uh, teens at risk, uh, mostly with addictions and helping them get through they have different programs. They have uh, something called uh, the dining room, different places where people can come and hang out and they support uh, people with severe addictions. And Got it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. So after that event, I reached out to one, of, to one of the people that run it and I told them I would love to be involved more. It sounds like an amazing organization. And I started getting a little bit more involved. I then found out later once I started speaking about it a little bit more that, you know, I know some people that, that went there that got helped by them. And it really... Start, I really started connecting to them. I started doing some, I, I talked to some of the, some of the kids sometimes and whatnot, and I'm able to connect to them and I'm able to, you know, help them out from my perspective, which I'm not a professional in any, in any which way, but I'm able to, you know, guide them a little bit with, you know, how you can still stay like their insecurities and the shame that they're going through and all the, 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 the tools that I wish that I had when I was their age, just put it that way. And I don't feel like I'm that old. So I feel like I still can connect with them. I can still be like the cool kid that like, Hey, we can have fun, but let's do it in a proper way without these different, uh, you know, addictions and the different ways of going down and not bad. So I got a little bit more of a long story short, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling, but no, long story short, it. they asked me to so fresh. <laughs> this what? whole perspective is very, very refreshing. So no, I'm, I'm very curious about that. You went to this event, you got connected, you became, it sounds like a volunteer. Like this is- To some extent, again, I didn't do like, I didn't become an official volunteer, but yeah, I started doing that a little bit with them. And then weirdly enough, like through the grapevine, a friend of mine reached out to me. She told me that her son is like going through a little bit of something. So I started talking to him and like, you know, I started helping him and she recently told me like, hey, he's like, he like turned the corner. Like, again, I didn't say anything crazy, wow. but I don't know. There's, there's obviously a lot when you're going through that at that age. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, 
emotions, a lot of things that you don't know how to handle. And I feel like from an outside perspective, just as somebody that's also gone through it in, in a certain, to a certain degree. And I've been fortunate enough to, you know, go to therapy for the past seven, eight years or whatever it is and learned how to deal with my own stuff. I can, I can, you know, emphasize with them and be able to, you know, help them out a little bit and, and show them that you can still have a good time, but also you don't have to do stupid things. But yeah, so then they reached out to me and they told me that they would potentially want to do a dinner. And one of the ways that we've always had great success and one of our like big marketing uh, strategies has been by doing events. So, you know, we've had all these, all these different kinds of events in our old showroom. And in the new place, we said, look, let's try to change it up a little bit and do a charity event. And we felt like we can kill two birds with one stone. And when they reached out, when our place reached out and said, we would like to do something, I said, sure, let's do it in the showroom. They initially wanted to do it in my house. I said, my house is, is too small for it. It's not going to work. We have this beautiful space. Let's do it here. And it, it, it really ended up being an amazing, amazing event for like from all different aspects, the amount, the, what we did for the organization, but also what the organization did for us. We gained a lot from it. And I think that's what you want to talk about. So yes, yes. Everything you just said, I want to break down. So let's talk about the event itself. What was the format of the event? So the format of the event was, it was capped at 40 people. They bring in a, a two-star Michelin chef, or they brought in this time, every time they do something a little different, but they always make it super high end and super like exorbitant, like, like insane, like things that also it's kosher, which there's, I think, I don't think there's any other kosher two-star Michelin chef that you can actually, that you can eat in. I mean, I once ate in a Michelin restaurant in Spain. I think that was, I'm not sure. I don't really know. There might be some other ones, but there definitely isn't a lot of two-star Michelin kosher chefs. For so sure. that in itself is like the selling point where for people that like food and like really high end experiences, they would love to come. So they set that up, camp of 40 people with some music and some, uh, some entertainment, wine and all that. My thing initially was when I spoke to them at, at the first event, I told them that they, at that event was only, was basically only men because they didn't want to have couples because they're capped at 40 people and they don't want to like split the, uh, they would rather get 40 people yeah. in the room that each one could potentially give as opposed to bringing a couple and you're kind of cutting it in half. And I said, look, I'm doing this event. If I'm ever going to another one, another one of these events out and I want to go back home with my wife, my wife has to be there with me because she enjoys this food. She loves this stuff and she's got to be here. So I was like, look, if we're doing this over here, we need to have whoever wants to bring their wives. Yeah, they can play for their, for, pay for their plate, but they got to bring their wives. So we had, we had a couple of people that came with couples and whatnot. And side note, funnily enough, one of the people that we wanted them to come, like super, like last minute, he said, oh, he wants to come. It sounds amazing, but he has date night every, I think it was Monday night. He's like, I have date night every Monday night and I can't not, like, this is my date night. I'm not giving that up. And so we said, okay, great. We'll make you a date night over here. And we ended up putting them in their own little like, private like office, one of our salespeople's uh-huh. offices. So they had their own little setup over there and their own little thing. And it was amazing. And he ended up donating generously. So it was really a win-win for everybody. Wow. How curated um, was the guest list? Like they how, hand, how curated was the guest list? Did they handpick each person? Well, yeah, mostly a big part of it was people from my network that I reached out to. I, in retrospect, after I posted this thing on LinkedIn, I heard back from other people, well, why wasn't I invited? Why wasn't I invited? To be honest, I was a little bit hesitant to send it to everybody. First of all, it's a, it's a high, like it's $18 just to get in. And it is capped at 40 people. So you don't want to, number one, you don't really want to send it to everybody. You want to send it to the people that would really 
you know, want to come and can afford to come and whatnot. And, and on my end, I was a little hesitant to send it out to people that felt that they might feel obligated. So whatever I sent to me personally, I sent that, look, there's no obligation. We're going to fill up anyway. But like, we weren't worried about that. And I just wanted to keep it really, you know, that this, this is actually something that if they want to come, they, I would love to have them, but um, I don't want to like force anybody in, in that sense. That's, that's just me. Cause again, I'm not a fundraiser and I don't like putting people like whatever. We basically, yeah, the, the list was curated that way. And I also ended up having some co-hosts, which is something that I requested. I said, look, part of this, and if I'm being honest with you, part of this idea was to bring in new people that aren't in my network into the showroom to show them our space. So I wanted some co-hosts to bring in people from their network as well. So we ended up having a mixture of both. Got it. So you had this chef come, was there speeches? What was the program like? So they're basically just food. It's, it's, there, is, there wasn't many speeches. There, this was actually the first event that the actual founder was by because generally they're in different places mm -hmm. and he doesn't feel comfortable going and he doesn't feel like it's his crowd. Over here, he came and he spoke for a couple of minutes, but not a lot. The main, like the, the overall concept was like, it was just a good time. The person from the organization spoke for a couple of minutes and then they brought in a one, again, same thing that they had the first year, one of the alumni or one of the people that are part of the program to speak and similar concept to about what I said about the first one that I went to, he spoke in this room for, I don't know, 15 minutes. I'm not sure how long he spoke for. It was pin drop silence. It was astounding. It was like, it was, it was insane with how he spoke and, and, and the impression that he made in everybody. If I tell you, I've never seen, I mean, you never really see men crying in general, but the amount of people that were trying to hide it, and trying to like, you know, it was just, it was, it was insane. And yeah. And then once they, once after he spoke, it's like almost impossible not to pledge in a sense. So, you know, they then got up and, and started the asking people who wanted to pledge more money than the original $1,900. And we ended up raising more than 200 Wow. That's incredible. So I want to talk about the outcome of the event from three different perspectives. I want to talk about it from the perspective of the organization from the perspective of the people that came and then from your perspective as a business owner. So from the organization, like from their perspective, I would assume you raised $200,000, they're happy. Did that $100,000 include their cost or that was profit for them? It, no, it's a little more than 200,000 that they raised, but the cost actually per person is $1,100, just the cost. And that, amount, that money they, they like invested from before and there they gave yeah. they paid the money to the chef and whatnot beforehand and took care of all the prep you know brought in party planners and, and event specialists there was a, a staff of like 30 people here to set up wow. and they cleaned up everything afterwards 100 like they really made it like easy for us so from their perspective a success right they mean raise the money from their perspective success it was a new it was a new market i consider the success for myself to a certain degree I'm, I'm assuming they consider it a success as well for me, a big part of the success wasn't so much necessarily the money. The money was also obviously a big part of it, but the, the conversation that was had in the room, these topics that wasn't necessarily discussed so publicly or so openly with this kind of crowd, with older people somewhat that are maybe in the past, a lot of these things, a lot of these issues were shoved under the rug. A lot of the, the interesting part, again, going back to the person that spoke, he didn't look like some kid that's, that you would think is going through all that. He's... He was married with kids, normal life, held down jobs, 
just making a decent living. Everything seemed to be going pretty okay. He looked like me and you. He looked like anybody else. And he spoke about these things. And, and then there are other people that afterwards, after the, after the speech, just like the mingling, other people were started talking about like, oh, we also have these challenges. And it's, it opened up the conversation, which for me was, was the best part of all this. Wow. And I assume these are most, mostly people who had not heard of the organization before? Um, mostly, yeah. Mostly there were people that, weren't, that didn't hear about the organization. Like I said, once I started actually sending this out, some people, re- some, more people told me, oh, well, my brother was there, my brother-in-law, you know, whatever it was. So yes, there were some people that I, I didn't know they were involved, but I, you know, were to some extent, but, but most of them were people that had no idea what this was all about and completely knew it would never did not come in going, you know, thinking that we'd be pledging that night $10,000. They thought we're going to a dinner and it's going to be fun yeah. and that's it. So from the organization's perspective, that's also a huge win. Like just awareness in a new market, that's a huge win. So from now, let's talk about the donors, the people that walked away. What were, what was, I'm saying you're basically saying it already because they gave money, but overall, what was the feedback? The feedback was, so before the event, I was, I was excited and I was, I was enthusiastic about it, but I was also, I didn't know. The feedback that I heard after was that if we do this again, we would raise double. Wow. And, 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 and to me, I would be less reluctant to send it to certain people because everybody that was there was thankful to me. Like people paid money, like a lot of money, and they were thanking me for the, for the opportunity. So I, I guess that's pretty good feedback and wow. nothing negative. Now let's get to the really exciting part for me. For you as a business owner, you hosted this in your event space. It was a really great way for you to attract awareness for your space and like, tell me a little bit about about how that like worked out for you. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, it's, it's a win-win. There's so many wins in this that, that, that like, it's hard to even like start. The number one win, like we said earlier, was the fact that we're doing marketing and and, in a great way that we're bringing, and we're bringing in a, a new kind of crowd from a different network that it's not necessarily mine then there is the social, the social aspect of it. They're posting on social media that night. There's later, we can post about it on, on our event space. People know about it. You know about this right now. You know, people like you. There's just so many people that heard about us from doing this. And it's a whole different market. It's a whole different like network than we've ever really gotten into, right? And most of our events are aimed for like designers and architects or whatever it is, or homeowners. And this is also homeowners and people that will be related to different homeowners or different, different people, but they're like from a whole different like angle. Doing good things is also good. Like it's great. It's not just good marketing. It's also good marketing. It comes across as your organization that's, that's involved in charity and whatnot and, and, and trying to do good things for the community. It, it doesn't hurt, right? Did um, you do anything at the event to promote your business or was it just more subtle? Like everyone knew that it was your space. I didn't. No, I, I didn't. There was a little bit of regret just because of how I am afterwards. It's like, hey, maybe I should have done a little bit more, but I didn't. I, in general, all of our events that we do, any of our marketing events, I never promote the business. I just let the, it's all about for me, just connection and creating uh, an understanding that you kind of become part of the family and whatnot. And any event that we've done, we never really sell the business. It sells itself when you see that we, we did leave some brochures on the table. People were looking through them. People asked me questions about them. And very subtly, yes, we threw in some things and, 
But no. Yeah, I think that's this. perfect because it really get it strikes just the right balance between the fact that you are a business and you do want to get something out of it for doing something good, but you don't want to go overboard and make it feel like a sales pitch at the event itself and then take away from the organization. So I that's right. That makes a lot of sense to me. So I mean, I think that there's so much here that we could break down. And just in the fact of like there, I think that our community has this stigma that any kind of like tzedakah or charity, like if it benefits you in some way, then it doesn't count. But I think that doesn't make any sense at all because any time you give charity, you feel good about it. You just help yourself, right? Like there's micer, you have to give your micer and it's good to stretch yourself. And if it hurts to give, like that's probably even better. But as a business, if you're doing something like this and then it impacts your bottom line at the end of the year. So next year you can do twice the amount of good or good twice the amount, like where there could possibly be any <laughs> downside in that. I, I, I think I would have to scratch right. my head. There's no that the other good part of it, which we, as you said earlier, every one of our events, besides for that we do, which we do for marketing, we have to pay for. Sometimes we get, you know, sponsors from like our, our brands that we sell or whatnot. But generally speaking, it's our work and our and we and we have to work to, to set it up and do it and we have to pay for it. So besides for the no being any not being any downside for doing this event because of all the dope publicity and all these different things, we're actually getting it for free. So yeah, it's a pretty win-win-win-win, basically. Yeah. I just am wondering, just out of curiosity, do you feel that these type of events have to be like very high end to work? Because there is like talk about like should the organization spend so much money? Is it luxury? And is is that like kind of part of the package? I, it's hard for me to answer because it depends really on your market, your target, and how you want to set it up. I'll be honest, I got a lot of after this post, I got a lot of uh, messages and whatnot on, on LinkedIn from different organizations that are like, hey, can I just do it? Can I do it with you? And we can get into that also, like how that is and what they should be providing out, like why it worked with our place for me anyway. But going back to your question, our clientele is high end and not that they wouldn't come and give some money if it would have been a different type of event, but this is their way of doing it. I can't answer you in terms of like halacha or I don't know if they're allowed to or whatnot, but I believe that if they would have done it in a different way, it would have had a whole different. Know your audience. That makes sense. For me specifically. And for, and for the type of one is that they that they were for, for my business anyway, and for the type of one is that they want to bring in and, and to be able to raise what they've raised. Look, I, I watched an, uh, a documentary or something once a while ago for us for some different program that's trying to raise money for whatever, whatever the case was. And they, they had this whole thing about how in the world, people get really upset when CEOs of these big companies. Are you talking get paid about Uncharitable? The Dan Pilata? Probably. I think yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. I've seen so, it. Okay. Okay. I forgot you're in the space. You sure <laughs> yes. you know everything, every single thing about it. Yep. So I, I invested, you know, Hatch? Yes, sir. So I invested with them also. So they, they invited us for like to, to Uncharitable to the. I was there. <laughs> okay. Fine. I so, was there. Okay. So we so actually I, I met. Look at, look at that. But yeah, but that's, I think that's kind of the same concept is if, if are, are we okay with spending money to make more money? And again, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, I think 100% yes, because your the organization is the one that benefits in the end and it costs money to make money. It's, you yeah. know. And then something you said before also brought up another topic, which really could be its own conversation, but I'm just going to touch on it. Businesses have mentioned this to me of like, you say you did one thing for one organization, you gave money one time and everybody's banging on your door. And that's hard. Like, I, I don't blame any um, company for not wanting to deal with that stress, but a lot of them do a lot of very secret stucca. Like they give tons of money, but they don't tell anybody about it. 
And I think that's a shame because I think that when more businesses are more vocal about the tzedakah and the good work that they're doing, the community, other businesses will take note and be like, wow, it must be a good thing to do. It must be working for them and we should do it too. So, you know, to those businesses, I say like, what a really nice thing to do is to have like a community page on your website or a giving page on your website that's part of your core values and explains the type of projects you align with, what you're looking for in, you know, philanthropic partners and what your process is to apply to be involved. And anyone that calls, you can just direct them like, you know, here, go read the guidelines. If you fit in, we're happy to set up a conversation in the future. But, you know, we've allocated our budget for 2024 already. Something to really streamline the process. You don't want to turn people away necessarily, but you also can't be, you can't hire like a full-time, uh, you know, assistant to, to weed through these requests. So um, Cross River Bank does this really well. They have a beautiful community page. That would be, you know, if anyone's listening and, and does have that fear, I would just make that suggestion. Yeah, I, I hear that. There's, there's still are, there's obviously a lot of tobacco that people are, people do for themselves and it's not related to the business, but most businesses do end up giving a lot of tobacco just from the, the people that they're connected with through the business that they that they need to, so yeah, they, I don't I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of either, like, like corporate sponsorships that go on, and the business gets their logo on a jersey, on a banner, on a you know. So I mean, right. it's nice they're helping that organization with whatever the event was, but they're not really getting anything out of it. So to me, that's a loss because for that same investment, they could have like you helped yourself, and then whatever that does to your bottom line, use that again next year. It's such a, like you keep saying, win-win. Like it's just, there's no other way to put it. Well, I guess that's, that's technically just marketing 101. If you're doing something that's potentially, that will get people to appreciate you or whatnot, or to look at it or whatnot, of course, put it on. I mean, there, there's a million things that people do that, or businesses do that they don't capitalize on. And, and so this is, I guess, one of them, sure. Yeah, I think this is a really good case study. So what would you want to share with, a business who is listening and maybe hasn't tried something like this and is intrigued, what would you want them to know about your experience working with this nonprofit on, on your event? I, I would say, like we said earlier, there's, there's no downside. Go for it. Try to make it, you have to make it work on your terms. You asked me earlier, like if it has to be high end, it doesn't have to be high end. It, for our clientele, the way we portray and what, 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 we, what we have over here, we felt like it would be much more aligned if it's high end. But if you're a different business and you have a different what are your core values? What, what, what do you align with? What are, what are your own personal core values that you feel like would be great that people would know about you? And then you can connect to people that have similar values like that. There's such, there are so many ways to, to use this opportunity to, to grow a business and to bring more awareness to any organization. So that can be something that you are already involved in. And, and now you can say, look, I know I, it, it affected me personally. So I would love for my network to be able to be part of it. And yeah, there's, like I said, and people, from my experience, you asked me earlier, like what the, what the feedback was from the people that came. I know some people get a little bit annoyed when they get all these links all day and, you know, they just have to give, 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 because I, I feel like obligated to give to whomever. This is different. This is, this is your, your, you're giving your space, you're, 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 it's taking time and energy and it costs money to do this, regardless of how much, you know, the organization is giving it, it is. And, and you're giving back and it's, it comes across really, really well. The people that came were not, weren't feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to go. Again, we did it in a time that was convenient. It was uh, like Christmas Eve, so it wasn't, people had off. Like we said earlier, we got, we got the guy that wanted to go on a date and I, we made it work. We made it fun. We made it exciting. And we brought a good, what we felt was good for our clientele. If you have a different kind of clientele or a different network or a different community that doesn't like this, that just likes children, that just wants to 
make that do that, but do yeah. it fun and, and 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 make it exciting for them. And why not? There's like absolutely no reason. And yeah, like you said, put it on your web page and capitalize on it. Use socials afterwards and beforehand to show that you're giving back. People appreciate that. People want to be involved in in companies that do charitable deeds and and. You know, yeah. it's, it's not all about the bottom line. I love that. So let me flip the question now. If it's a nonprofit that's listening and they're like, hey, I really want a business to work with me like this, what would you tell them? Like, what, what do businesses look for? What, how can they make themselves be a, an appealing potential partner? So I, I can only talk from my experience and what I did and how it worked with, with this specific organization and, and, and this event. The way I look at it, they, they, they need to function like a business. If you want to do business with another business, it needs to be run like a business. It's not. I would put that on a t-shirt, by the way, <laughs> just give it out to every nonprofit. <laughs> a, a nonprofit that's coming to someone, an established business and whatnot, and is trying to send them, you know, like, like these things, let's just make a, uh, you know, an event and they don't have any coordination. They don't have anybody, you know, uh, an event person that, that that's making it happen or, or any kind of setup. So the way it worked, the way why it worked and, and, and it worked properly for this organization is they 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 took care of all the all the all the things. They came with us to they came to us with a plan. They took care of setting up the um, the invites. They took care of the you know, they helped us with the amounts. They did all the legwork, most of the legwork, let's just say, for the event in terms of the prep on their end. They made and it they came to us with the ready with the ready thing here. We're gonna make it happen and it's gonna be easier. Now I'm not saying if there be an organization that, that that doesn't do so much legwork and you are super involved and you want to do it, of course you would do it anyway. But if you're just reaching out to a business and you want to make it like we're discussing, like uh, it should it should be profitable or 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 beneficial for both parties, you have to come with a pitch, with a plan, the same way you would be pitching them anything else. And it's it's a little bit of a different pitch than look how good their organization is and we help kids in need or whatever it is they hear whatever it is you're pitching, you need that if you're pitching it from the angle of this is actually going to help your marketing or your bottom line, and it's actually a good thing to grow your, your, your network or whatever it is, you need to bring it to them the same way you would in a regular business and show what you're going to be giving and how like some sort of, I don't know if you want to use a deck or if you want to use whatever it is, but it should be a little bit more than, Hey, let's, let's, if they did it for them, let's also do it and we'll just do it for you or whatever it is, you know, like, Come with, come with something. That's kind of my... That is very, very solid advice. Very, especially for someone who's newish to the nonprofit space. That's really solid advice. I hope that people are listening. So if anyone is listening to this and wants to get in touch with you, whether it's for plumbing and hardware or to talk about, you know, working with organizations on events, what would be the best way for them to contact you? They can reach out to me, I guess, through our LinkedIn, just the way sure. you did, or I can yep. give my email address, whatever, whatever works. Okay, so I can put that into show notes. And um, just before we wrap up, I want to kind of leave everyone with one final takeaway. Whatever you think from either side, from the business side, from the nonprofit side, what would you want anybody listening to remember about this episode? If you have the opportunity to do something like this, I thought five times about if I would do it or I don't want to do it, do it. It'll be worth it. It's, it's worth it regardless of how it ends up. Like in general, take a leap of faith and generally... Good things will happen, but this is something that you should like. It, there's, there's only good that can happen from this, and even if the event doesn't work out, and there's a lot of shame, there's the, you know, big part of that is like, oh, what happens if we do the event and nobody shows up and whatnot? It works. It'll be fine, and and do it. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Change the World podcast. If you have any feedback or an idea for my next episode, or if you're a nonprofit leader interested in learning more about how 14 Minds can help your nonprofit, I'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to tsevia at 14minds.com. For more nonprofit content, follow me on LinkedIn or visit 14minds.com.